0: Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of Bible Prophecy for today. My name is Heather. It's where I normally give you news and views from a West Texas biblical point of view. But today, tonight, we're going to pick up in the book of Esther, chapter 4, where we left off last night. And so let's go ahead and start. So when Mordecai learned all that had happened, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes. And went out into the midst of the city, he cried out with a loud and bitter cry. He went as far as the front of the king's gate, for no one might enter the king's gate clothed with sackcloth. And in every province where the king's command had in decree arrived, there was great mourning among the Jews with fasting, weeping, and wailing, and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. So Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her, and the queen was deeply Distressed, she sent. Then she sent garments to clothe Mordecai and take his sackcloth away from him, but he would not accept them. Then Esther called Hathop, hathic one of the king's eunuchs, whom he had appointed to attend her, and she gave him a command concerning Mordecai to learn what and why this was. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the city square that was in front of the king's gate and Mordecai told him all that had happened to him and the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay into the king's treasuries to destroy the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the written decree for their destruction which was given at Shushan that he might show it to Esther and explain it to her and that he might command her to go into the king to make supplication uh, to him and plead before him for her people. So Hathak returned and told Esther the words of Mordecai. Then Esther spoke to Hathak and gave him a command for Mordecai. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that any man or woman who goes into the inner court to the king who has not been called, he has but one law, put all to death except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter that he may live. Yet I myself have not been called to go into the king these thirty days. So they told Mordecai Esther's words, and Mordecai told them to answer, Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, go gather all the Jews who were present in Shem, and fast for me, neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will fast likewise, and so I will go into the king, which is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went this way and did according to all that Esther commanded him. Now it happened on the third day that Esther put on her royal robes and stood in the inner court of the king's palace across from the king's house while the king sat on his royal throne in the royal house facing the entrance of the house. So it was when the king saw Queen Esther standing in the court that she found favor in his sight. And the king held out to Esther the golden scepter that was in his hand. Then Esther went near and touched the top of the scepter. And the king said to her, What do you wish, Queen Esther? What is your request? It shall be given to you up to half the kingdom. So Esther answered, If it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to the banquet that I have prepared for him. Then the king said, Bring Haman quickly that he may do as Esther has said. So the king and Haman went to the banquet that Esther had prepared. At the banquet, of wine the king said to Esther what is your petition it shall be granted to you what is your request up to half the kingdom it shall be done then Esther answered and said my petition and request is this if I have found favor in the sight of the king and if it pleases the king to grant my petition and fulfill my request then let the king and Haman come to the banquet which I will prepare for them and tomorrow I will do as the king has said so Haman went out that day joyful and with a glad heart but when Haman saw mordecai in the king's gate and that he did not stand or tremble before him he was filled with indignation against mordecai nevertheless haman restrained himself and went home and he sent and called for his friends and his wife zarath When Haman told them of his great riches, the multitude of his children, everything in which the king had promoted him, and how he had advanced him above the officials and servants of the king, moreover, Haman said, besides Queen Esther invited no one but me to come in with the king to the banquet that she prepared, and tomorrow I am again invited by her along with the king. Yet all this avails me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Jew sitting at the king's gate." Then his wife Zerus and all his friends said to him, "Let a gallows be made fifty cubits high, and in the morning suggest to the king that Mordecai be hanged on it." Then go merrily with the king to the banquet, and the thing pleased Haman. So he had the gallows made. Yes, and so let's go on to chapter six. Scroll up here. So that night the king could not sleep. So no one so one was commanded to bring the book of the records of the chronicles and they were read before the king it was found written that mordecai had told of big thana and teresh two of the king's eunuchs the doorkeepers who had sought to lay hands on king ahasuerus then the king said what honor or dignity has been bestowed on mordecai for this and the king's servants who attended him said nothing has been done for him so the king said who was in the court now haman had just entered the outer court of the king's palace to suggest that the king hang Mordecai on the gallows that he had prepared for him the king's servant said to him Haman is there standing in the court and the king said let him come in so Haman came in and the king asked him what shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor now Haman thought in his heart whom would the king delight to honor more than me and Haman answered the king for the man whom the king delights to honor let a royal robe be brought which the king has worn and a horse on which the king has ridden which has a royal crest placed on its head then let this robe and horse be delivered to the hand of the one of the king's most noble princes that he may array the man whom the king delights to honor then parade him on the horseback through the city square and proclaim before him thus shall it be done To the man whom the king delights to honor. Then the king said to Haman, Hurry, take the robe and the horse as you have suggested, and do so for Mordecai, the Jew who sits within the king's gate. Leave nothing undone of all that you have spoken. So Haman took the robe and the horse, arrayed Mordecai, and led him on horseback through the city square. And proclaimed before him thus shall it be done to the man whom the king delights to honor afterward mordecai went back to the king's gate but haman hurried to his house mourning and with his head covered when haman told his wife zarath and all his friends everything that had happened to him his wise men and his wife zarath said to him if mordecai before whom you have begun to fall is of jewish descent you will not prevail against him but will surely fall Before him, while they were still talking with him, the king's eunuchs came and hastened to bring Haman to the banquet with which Esther had prepared. Moving right along, it takes me a little bit here. Esther, chapter 7. So the king and Haman went to dine with Queen Esther. And on the second day at the banquet of wine, the king again said to Esther, what is your petition queen esther it shall be granted to you and what is your request up to half of the kingdom it shall be done Then Queen Esther answered and said, If I have found favor in your sight, O king, and if it pleases the king, let my life be given me at my petition, and my people at my request. For we have been sold, my people and I, to be destroyed, to be killed, and to be annihilated. Had we been sold as male and female slaves, I would have held my tongue, although the enemy could never compensate for the king's loss. So King Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he, and where is he? Who would dare presume in his heart to do so? such a thing? And Esther said the adversary and enemy is this wicked haman so haman was terrified before the king and queen then the king rose in his wrath from the banquet of wine and went into the palace garden but haman stood before queen esther pleading for his life for he saw that evil was determined against him by the king when the king returned from the palace garden to the bank to the place of the banquet of wine haman had fallen across the couch where esther was then the king said will he also assault the queen while i am in the house as the word left the king's mouth they covered haman's face now harbona one of the eunuchs said to the king look the gallows fifty cubits high which haman made for mordecai who spoke good on the king's behalf is standing at the house of haman then the king said hang him on it so they hanged haman on the gallows that he had prepared for mordecai then the king's wrath subsided Esther chapter 8 on that day King Ahasuerus gave Queen Esther the house of Haman the enemy of the Jews and Mordecai came before the king for Esther had told how he was related to her so the king took off a signet ring which he had taken from Haman and gave it to Mordecai and Esther appointed Mordecai over the house of Haman now Esther spoke again to the king fell down at his feet and implored him with tears to counteract the evil of Haman the Agagot in the scheme which he had devised against the Jews uh oh. Pop-ups. <laughs> sorry you guys and the king held out the golden scepter toward esther so esther rose and stood before the king and said if it pleases the king and if i have found favor in his sight and the in the thing seems right to the king and i am pleasing in his size let it be written to revoke the letters devised by haman the son of hamadadeth the agagot which he wrote to annihilate the jews who were in all the king's provinces for how can i endure to see the evil that will come to my people or how can and I endure to see the destruction of my countrymen. Then King Ahasuerus said to Queen Esther and Mordecai that you indeed, i have given esther the house of haman and they have hanged him on the gallows because he tried to lay his hand on the jews you yourselves write a decree de- concerning the jews as you please in the king's name and seal it with the king's signet ring for whatever is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's signet ring no one can revoke so the king's scribes were called at that time in the third month which is the month of Seven, on the 23rd day and it was written according to all that mordecai commanded to the jews Satraps, the governors, and the princes of the provinces from India to Ethiopia, one hundred and twenty-seven provinces in all. To every province, in its own script; to every people, in their own language; and to the Jews, in their own script and language. I was on to say, and he wrote in the name of King Hasros, sealed it with the king's signet ring, and sent letters by couriers on horseback riding on royal horses bred from swift steeds. By these letters, the king permitted the Jews who were in every city to gather together and protect their lives, to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the forces of any people or province that would assault them, both little children and women, and to plunder their possessions. On one day in all the provinces of King Ahasuerus, on the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar. A copy of the document was to be issued as a decree in every province and published for all people, so that the Jews would be ready on that day to avenge themselves on their enemies. The couriers who rode on royal horses went out, hastened and pressed on by the king's command, and the decree was issued in Shushan the citadel. So Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white with a great crown of gold and a garment of fine linen and purple, in the city of Shushan rejoiced and was glad. The Jews had light and gladness and joy and honor. And in every province and city wherever the king wherever the king's command and decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a holiday. Then many of the people of the land became Jews because fear of the Jews fell upon them. Oh my goodness, you guys. Esther chapter 9. Now in the 12th month, that is the month of Adar, on the 13th day, the time came for the king's command and his decree to be executed. On that day that the enemies of the Jews had hoped to overpower them, the opposite occurred, in that the Jews themselves overpowered those who hated them. The Jews gathered together in their cities throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus to lay hands on those who sought their harm, and no one could withstand them, because fear of them fell upon all all people and all the officials of the provinces the satraps the governors and all those doing the king's work helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them for Mordecai was great in the king's palace and his fame spread throughout all the provinces for this man Mordecai became increasingly prominent thus the Jews defeated all their enemies with the stroke of the sword with slaughter and destruction and did what they pleased with those who hated them. And in Shushan, the citadel, the Jews killed and destroyed 500 men. Also, Parshendatha, Dolphin, Aspatha, Paratha, Adelia, Aridatha, Parmashta, Arisia, Aridia, and Vajaza, the 10 sons of Haman, the sons of Hamathida, the enemy of the Jews, they killed But they did not lay a hand on the plunder. On that day, the number of those who were killed in Shushan the citadel was brought to the king. And the king said to Queen Esther, The Jews have killed and destroyed 500 men in Shushan the citadel and the 10 sons of Haman. What have they done in the rest of the king's provinces? Now what is your petition? It shall be granted to you. Or what is your furthest request it shall be done then esther said if it pleases the king let it be granted to the jews who are in shushan to do again tomorrow according to today's decree and let haman's ten sons be hanged on the gallows so when the king's command this to be done the decree was issued in shushan and they hanged haman's ten sons and the jews who were in shushan gathered together again on the 14th day of the month of adar and killed 300 men in shushan but they did not lay a hand on the plunder the remainder of the jews in the king's provinces gathered together and protected their lives had rest from their enemies and killed 75 thousand thousand of their enemies but they did not lay a hand on the plunder this was on the 13th day of the month of adar and on the 14th of the month they rested and made it a day of feasting and gladness but the jews who were at shusand assembled together on the 13th day as well as on the 14th and on the 15th of the month they rested and made it a day of feasting and gladness therefore the jews of the villages who dwelt in the unwalled towns celebrated the 14th day of the month of adar with gladness and feasting as a holiday and for sending presents to one another and mordecai wrote these things and sent letters to all the jews near and far who were in all the provinces of king ahasuerus to establish among them that they should celebrate yearly the 14th and 15th days of the month of Adar, as the days on which the Jews had rest from their enemies, as the month which was turned from sorrow to joy for them, and from mourning to a holiday, that they should make them days of feasting and joy, of sending presents to one another and gifts to the poor. So the Jews accepted the custom which they had begun, as Mordecai had written to them, because Haman, the son of Hamathadath the Agagite, the enemy of all the Jews, had plotted against the Jews to annihilate them, and had cast Perth, that is, the Lot, to consume them and destroy them but when esther came before the king he commanded by letter that this wicked plot which haman had devised against the jews should return on his own head and that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows so they called these days Purim, after the name Pur. therefore because of all the words of this letter what they had seen concerning this matter and what had happened to them the jews established and imposed it upon themselves and their descendants and all who would join them that without fail they should celebrate these two days every year according to the written instructions and according to the prescribed time, that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, and every city. And these days of Purim should not fail to be observed among the Jews, and that the memory of them should not perish among their descendants. Then Queen Esther, the daughter of Abihail, with Mordecai the Jew, wrote with full authority to conform this second letter about Purim. And Mordecai sent letters to all the Jews to the 127 provinces of the kingdom of Ahasuerus with words of peace and truth to confirm these days of Purim at their appointed time as Mordecai the Jew and Queen Esther had prescribed for them and as they had decreed for themselves and their descendants concerning matters of their fasting and lamenting so the decree of Esther confirmed these matters of Purim and it was written in the book oh you guys moving right along to chapter (laughs) 9 or chapter 10 I'm sorry and king ahasuerus imposed tribute on the land and on the islands of the sea now all the acts of his people and his might and the account of the greatness of mordecai to which the king advanced him are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of media in persia for mordecai the jew was second to king ahasuerus and was great among the jews and well received by the multitude of his brethren seeking the good of his people and speaking peace to all his countrymen so thank you guys so much for joining me with this uh the book especially with the week leading up to Purim, and now maybe we have a better idea uh and a better understanding and maybe a better um i don't know praiseworthy to the good lord and uh, Father God for always uh, taking care of us and protecting us and the Jews for those folks that think this replacement theology folks that is heresy, that's blasphemous um, that is absolute straight from the devil (laughs) I always ask these people I'm like, "Um, well, wouldn't God have to have broken his covenant that he made with Abraham you know, hello oh, well, you don't know (laughs) no, no folks the jews or his chosen people and um you know the whole the whole tribulation is to show them how much he loves them and to turn them back so anyway guys god is long suffering long suffering not want anyone to perish but all to come to the saving grace of jesus christ and so anyway guys with that i am going to get off here and i hope you guys enjoyed this and um anyway um like i always say get in the word of god let the word of god get into you and um maranatha lord jesus maranatha may god bless you guys and thank you so much for listening